Welcome back to the Play On Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Stavros. Today we will be speaking with J.R. Sullivan, former Associate Artistic Director at the Utah Shakespeare Festival and director of this season's production of Neil Simon's The Odd Couple. J.R., or Jim, has directed productions across the country. He's directed at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, Milwaukee Repertory Theater, Theater X, Philadelphia's Arden Theater, Studio Theater in Washington, D.C., the Delaware Theater Company, and the resident ensemble players at the University of Delaware. He's the former artistic director for the Pearl Theater Company in New York City, where he directed Hard Times, Playboy of the Western World, Biography, The Importance of Being Earnest, Moon for the Misbegotten, and the New York premiere of Wittenberg. He's also the founder and former producing director at the New American Theater. Previously at the festival, he's directed productions from Shakespeare to Tennessee Williams, including Amadeus, Richard III, Hamlet, Stones in His Pockets, and The Glass Menagerie. He's also worked with Joseph Hanratty on adaptations of Sense and Sensibility and Pride and Prejudice. Welcome back to the Play On Podcast, Jim. Glad to have you with us. Great to be here, Josh. So, uh, it's... Uh... I was, as we were sitting in a previous conversation uh, with a reporter, I was surprised to hear as that The Odd Couple is our first Neil Simon play at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, but it is your first time directing this production. Is this, that correct? This particular play. This particular play. You've yeah. done other Neil Simon, yeah. but yeah. your first time with The Odd Couple. Yeah. Um, what's it been like at this, you know, you have a very illustrious career. You've done a lot of things, a lot of places. What's it like visiting a play like this that's such a big part of the American canon at this point in your career? Uh, this is one of the best comedies ever written in America, and uh, Neil Simon is uh, far and away our most successful uh, playwright uh, and uh, most published, uh-huh. uh, most performed. Uh, and and the reason for that uh, is on full display in The Odd Couple. It's a it's a, a lot of theater people I know describe it as a perfect comedy, and I don't know what that means exactly. But I do know that as a piece of theater, uh, it, it works beautifully. And uh, what works about it is its truthfulness. Uh, it it uh, is a perfect demonstration of the fact that uh, a dramatic comedy uh, in, about American issues, two, two people in crisis, uh, resolving uh, this crisis into something that it turns into optimism for the future is right in line with every classic comedy that's ever been written. Now, we're used to a lot of them involving marriages uh-huh. uh, and, and, and the village dances at the end because they're happy. But um, the, in form, this play is quite the same. Uh, to me, I find everything in it uh, in proportion, um, in, in, in a beautiful proportion. Proportion, Perhaps that's what they mean uh, when they use the word perfect. I mean, we throw out accolades in our culture very you know, easily. Yes. Um, and it, unless something is awesome, it's not worthwhile. <laughs> so, you know, we try to outdo each other with, uh, uh, or words try to outdo each other in terms of magnitude. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, this is beyond very, very good, and it's uh, it's really a great play. I I think that his uh, and when I say proportion, I'm talking about you know character and situation, uh, and nothing sacrificed to uh, one-liners, which he is uh, uh, celebrated for, but unjustly um, identified as uh, uh, that being his uh, greatest attribute. That's not the case. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as, you know, sitting and watching rehearsal and having seen it before, it doesn't feel like a sitcom, like, you know, that sort of mug to the camera turn one-liner joke you're talking about. And even in those scenes I was watching you rehearse the other day, there was a really interesting blend of, 
you know, text and speech and the characters that were happening and physical business. But it's not a farce by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's it's interesting I think to think about it in terms of proportion. And yeah, it's a play. I mean, it, it doesn't presume, like a sitcom, it doesn't presume that you have to uh, grab and keep an audience's attention uh, every 15 to 20 seconds, you know, with something silly uh -huh. or something uh, overtly visual or something uh, very, very funny, whether it is or it isn't. There's certainly a laugh track that will tell you it's supposed to be funny, that everybody on this machine is laughing, so it must be <laughs> So funny. it must be time to laugh. Uh, but, uh, no, this is a play. This, 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 uh, this knows that an audience has invested, you know, two, two and a half hours in this process. Uh, uh, they are seated, you know, and they're invested in it, mm -hmm. you know, so that uh, character and uh, situation is allowed to develop uh, the way it ought to in a good play. Well, and this production has the uh, additional, uh, related to character, has the additional uh, element of uh, being double cast in a fairly unique way that Brian and David are both playing uh, Felix and Oscar, and then alternating in the roles in a lot of different ways. You know, th th as this idea was presented to you, and you have been working now for several weeks on the project, what's what's that been like to uh, to create this play with two people in each of the main odd couple roles? For me, it's an opportunity to uh, delve into how truthful these characters are, that they're not based on a physical type, shall we say. Uh, that they're not based on, on type at all, that, that Oscar Madison and Felix Unger are true to something in the, in, in, in the human being, in the human uh -huh. uh, spirit, in the human imagination, and in the human uh, uh, predicament. And uh, it's not dependent on type. Uh, uh, so, and that's one of the things that makes the play so great. The other thing is that I have worked so often and, and so happily with, with both of these actors either together uh, uh, or singly uh -huh. on projects, that it doubles the, the uh, joy of it for me because theater is a collaboration. You know, you build these things with uh, other artists. And uh, uh, building the truth of Oscar Madison with two different actors who take two different approaches to the same truths. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, Felix Unger, that's, that's just a terrific opportunity. And I was given the time, adequate time, mm -hmm to uh, make that exploration valid for both. One of the things Brian and David have talked about in, in just conversations is that, you know, that these characters need each other. The, I think you talked about in one of your, in a, in a, you've talked before about the idea of, you know, this is a dramatic comedy. There are serious issues that these the characters are dealing with and that there's something they each need in the other. Um, how, how is that unfolded in terms of character development through the rehearsal process. By their discovery of that. I mean, I think when we're, when we're in crisis, we often, I mean, the crisis here is a, a marriage is breaking up. One has already done so, and it's been a while. And Oscar Madison is uh, under, the, uh, uh, under the delusion that he's doing fine. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. he's, and he has uh, uh, developed all kinds of behavioral patterns and traits to, to remind him that he's doing fine. Uh, it's not that he's a uh, slob, you know, which uh -huh. is what the type has, has uh, 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 accrued over the years. It's that he's developed that, you know, pattern of behavior, you know, as, a, as, a, as, a, as his own way of, of, of proving to himself that he's doing fine. You know, I can do fine. Yeah, everything's great. 
the other marriage, Felix Unger's marriage, has just broken up, you know, so he's in an, uh, an emotional crisis. So these two crises meet. Now, um, the, the, one of the subjects of all comedy is that we need each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, all comedy is about uh, a, a, a society, small or large, reminding itself what it is that makes us tick and how, we, how it works and how we get through and how we go to the future. All comedies about that. Uh, tragedy tends to isolate people in circumstance, uh-huh. and they often isolate themselves, you know, which deepens their tragedy. Often it's what, uh, classically, it's hubris. Yeah. You know, I have the pride to believe that I don't need anyone, and I will prove it. You know, often it's that. So comedy is about community. And the very act of doing it is about community because the rhythms of it, the existence of it, the, uh, the, the, and ultimately the pleasure of it is the fact that uh, our energy inside the theater, our involvement, our laughter is a part of the track of the play. It's in the rhythms of the play. It's in the performance of the play. We're part of it. So the very act of doing it is a community, but it's about community, and these guys rediscover their community. Now, it's a smaller community. It's, it happens to be a poker-playing group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's representative of, of, of a whole. And when you can drop these ideas of who you think you are and give in to, your, to the vulnerabilities and possibilities of the future and realize and know that you need other people to get there, comedy is, a, is an art form that does that. And that's what this play is. It's, you, you know, you mentioned the simplification of these characters down into the fastidious, you know, one and the slob as it is, you know, there's been film and television and a new television, a relatively new television series. What is it about these characters that have endured for so long? Is it, is it that there's a little of each of them in all of us? They're the is truth. It... Yeah, they're the, they, they endure for the same reason that Tartuffe does. They endure for the same reason that uh, uh, Hamlet does. They endure for the same reason that Essie uh, 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 does, and you can't take it with you. Yeah. They're the truth. You know, they're, they are great characters that come from this great well of, 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 of all types of human beings. And, you know, there's an endless supply because, you know, we are a wide and varied uh, species. One of the stories uh, you mentioned while you during the read-through with the cast was... Um, Neil Simon had a long history in New York doing some comedy writing with some other great comedy writers. TV, television. Television right. writers, yes. Um, and has, you know, there are plays that cover the subject. But what, while you were at the Pearl in New York, you mentioned that there was, that you spent some time in, a, in the writer's room? The, I remember? In the same building they had yeah. the writer's room. Yeah, we were, uh, the Pearl performed for three years at New York City Center. And uh, on Fifty Fifth uh, uh, Street, and um, the entrance on uh, uh, the back entrance to it was uh, the building, you, uh-huh. know, you know, for the theaters. There was you know the large upstairs theater where the symphony used to play, and, uh-huh. and um, you know where encores happens now, and and uh, and the basement theater, which was uh, uh, we um, um, operated in for uh, three years alongside Manhattan Theater Club. And that back to entrance was also the entrance to the elevators to go to uh, the writer's room, uh, which was where uh, Simon, his brother Danny Simon, uh, Mel Brooks, uh, Woody Allen, Carl Reiner, uh, on and on and on, uh, wrote for uh, Sid Caesar's show of shows in the 1950s. So that's a legendary place, and, that, and Simon himself wrote about it in uh, Laughter on the 23rd Floor, or the film My Favorite Year, you know, was uh-huh. more or less based on, on that. 
but it's interesting to think now looking you know 50 60 years later and look at the the it's seeds of, place, yeah, yeah the seeds of comedy and the in the terms of the impact on yeah. american theater and television and just the well, way the we... thing about those writers, uh, Josh, is they were they're, they're such smart guys. They weren't they weren't about, uh, and they were women too. Yeah, right. They're 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 such smart people. You know, they 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 weren't uh, ju- about just the gag. You know, although the television form and the sketch form uh, prize that. You know, they 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 were smart guys. You know, and uh, all of them developed into other forms and or remade forms mm-hmm. in the future. Uh, because they prized what comedy ought to do and, and could do. So, with knowing that all of these things are out there, that the other versions, of, you know, other this is a play that gets done in lots of different formats, from high school all the way to professional theater. There's television shows and films and movies. Other than Brian and David in this unique role swap, which is exciting, what should why should people see this production? Why should people come and see the Odd Couple at the Utah Shakespeare Festival? Well, I. Th- the Utah Shakespeare Festival is because of production value and uh, uh, what I would call uh, integrity of intent mm-hmm. about these works uh, is to get back to their core about to what makes them so good and why and to faithfully and forcefully deliver that uh, and to give it the uniqueness of the individuality of, the, of these artists that are involved. We are not seeking to reproduce something that is, uh, that is yes, very, and rightfully very well known, but, also, but to approach it as if it's never been done before uh, and to, uh, you know, out of that level of respect for uh, the work and the audience, to make it as truthful and as uh, and as uh, um, revealing, you know, of of things about this play that uh, that are there, that people may not even know about, and certainly have forgotten, because we've gotten used to the uh, to all the other forms of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, you know, of course, there was um, you know a quite wonderful film, you know, the, yeah, with with Walter Matthau and Jack the original Lemmon. Uh, Oscar Madison and Jack Lemmon. Uh, one of his great roles, and of course there was that six-year, perhaps, uh, yeah. television series, uh, and then there were uh, further iterations of it. You know, mm-hmm. and all of which are valid, but all of which go farther and farther away from the core, from the source. This goes back to the source, and uh, I think there's uh, just—it's a jewel, uh, a comic gem, uh, redisc- and in that sense, we rediscover it and bring it, uh, uh, bring it to life, and make it to bring it to an audience um, as if it were new. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here with us, Jim, as we discuss what will be, in its own way, the world premiere of the uh, Neil Simon's The Odd Couple. Thanks for uh, sharing. Cer- certainly my premiere. <laughs> yeah, at least, yeah, your premiere. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Play On Podcast. Be sure to go back and listen to past interviews on the festival webpage, bard.org. Check out the latest episode released every Friday with your favorite directors, actors, and designers from our 2016 season. 